All right, welcome, welcome to Podcast Idea. Oh, which episode are we on? 12. 12? I think so. Okay. Or Great. 13. We're episode 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. Okay, whatever. I always forget. Okay, let's get started. I missed this, actually, because I, I haven't been here for two weeks. Uh, I haven't had David on for three weeks. So we're just going to discuss some of the things that we've missed and some of the things that we don't know. So, David, why don't you start us off? Why? What's just what have you done in those three weeks? What's new? Uh, nothing, really. I've been studying. Um, we're selling our house, so there's some work in okay. that. So Moving. Yeah, well. moving. Or not yet, but selling the house. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like photography and stuff like that. So that took some time. But now we're back, or I'm back, you're back. We're back. You're back from Stockholm? From debate. Yeah. Should we start off with that right away? Go ahead. Okay. So last week, we didn't have an episode because I went to a debate tournament. We've talked about debate with uh, episode five with Daniel, because he's like the president of our club. But yeah, so we had the tournament. That was nice. It was great because, like, it was my first tournament and it was very good practice. Um, my team did really well. We we were actually novice champions, so like we it's not like we won the whole thing. We won the novice finals, so that was nice. I was actually the the worst one in my team, style wise, which was great also. <laughs> no, but it's. Um, like, I, I spoke to some of my friends, and they, they said that I'm good at making points, but I have to work on my style, which, is like, just to, to make a clear style, is more to do with, like, how you present the points and um, emphasis in words, body language, all of that. And, and, yeah, so that can give you points as well in debate. It's not all about the points that you make to destroy the other team. Also... Uh, because of the structure, I, I don't know if you know the structure of debates. No, I do not. Okay, so you have first, second, and third speaker. First presents two points usually, and then, uh, and yeah, no rebuttal. You know what a rebuttal is? It's like when you get back to an argument, like you, it's a counter argument, mm -hmm. pretty much. Uh, the second speaker does rebuttal, and then the third point. And the third speaker is rebuttal, and then they usually reconstruct their points. And I'm usually a third speaker, but I did second speaker as well in this because I'm better at making the points. But yeah, I still need more practice. So um, I actually spoke to Daniel. And we're trying, uh, well, I'm going to try to make a new meeting. So like training twice a week and stuff. But well, just to cut, cut to the chase, why I actually want to talk about this is mostly because of the impact this can have if we can use it well, especially like we talk a lot about business here. So especially there. Well, from your stance, from what I've described, do you think that's useful in any way? Like if you if you had a debating business, skills? Yeah, debating skills or argument. Of course. Why? I mean, because chime it. Because I mean, reason being is that uh, in life, there are a lot of things that I mean, you believe in certain things, right? And then um, it's good to have like good persuasive skills because um, you're able to influence other people 
tell them what you think and you know tell them why you are right for example and uh, yeah so it can be very useful in day-to-day life yeah With, but sorry yeah no no keep, keep going no i'm just saying that persuasion skills i guess uh-huh. come from debates or i guess you learn those yeah. certain skills when you're debating not only that but like we we talk about ideas here so like if you're pitching an idea especially mm-hmm. you want to yeah. be persuasive you want to uh get to the person and you want to say hey that's why you should like this idea mm. and debate is all about that because you don't in most debates like because there are two types of debates one that you know like exactly what you're gonna do but you have an hour to prepare no phones nothing impromptu and another one that you don't know which side you're gonna fight for you prepare for both beforehand and then once you get there you know like oh yeah now i'm gonna be opposition or proposition so it's not about arguing for your point of view it's about arguing for a point of view Mm -hmm. and that's what i think it's very interesting we can uh develop arguments for both sides and thus if you if you're in the the opposite side of the one you believe in it's even more useful because then you really understand what you don't agree with Mm -hmm. but yeah persuasion skills if you're Having a presentation, public speaking in general, it's better. This helps me a, a little bit. Of course, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't very good. It, but I, I feel like, just to quickly get into that, the reason why I didn't do so well stylistically was because I was probably concentrating on making points and trying to get my point across rather than the way I did it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it it was more on on that and maybe just because I wasn't thinking too much about how I was saying stuff mm-hmm. and sometimes I lacked structure cuz like you write especially as a third speaker you have to write your speech while you while you're watching the debate cuz you're mm-hmm. like answering their arguments that you don't know beforehand so there you can lack structure in the first debate I wrote all over the place and I was like uh I don't know what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> right but is it wasn't this your first trip as well it was so it was the first tournament that so I you recently joined the debate club right April 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 like my team joined in September mm-hmm. so they uh, and they're like one or two years younger depends on the person there but yeah they did really well they they really did like the first speaker in, for our team, which is the one that presents most points and stuff, he actually got best novice speaker mm-hmm. in the whole tournament. Cool. That was great. I mean, yeah. But really to connect that into why it's actually important, I feel like if you're just making a presentation or be it in a company that you're trying to, like, I don't know, impress a boss mm-hmm. or just being the boss and, and getting the support of your employees, mm-hmm. That that also helps. Basically, getting your point across, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it has to do with uh, all those emotional skills that I've been talking about in the other podcasts as well, like uh, to do with emotional intelligence. They all play a role when you're trying to persuade someone, right? You go for empathy if you wanna like show that you care about those people, and or or you care about a certain group of people. That you're trying to say, hey, we care about them. Let's not be assholes to them, or let's not uh, let's not do this because it's going to be harmful for this stakeholder. Mm-hmm. But since this was your first trip, 
what what was it that was like or was it according to what you expected yeah like your did it meet your expectations was there anything that was different like what what is it like because i've never done it or actually i've done something similar to this i'll get this i'll get to it afterwards okay what did you think look i i expected it to be somewhat like that mm-hmm. and i feel like the main thing was that it was non-stop it was only three days but it felt like i was telling you beforehand mm-hmm. it, it felt like a week a week and a half because we had so much to do like in one day we had like what six debates no four whatever the number but it was like debate prepare for next debate debate lunch prepare for next debate 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 mm-hmm. so it was one after the other but it was great i i feel like it was um it was very nice because it, it was a, a great experience with the the team even though in the next tournament if i do go because it's my last year in school right mm-hmm. uh there's only one tournament i can go to again and that one is like two weeks before my test Mm-hmm. So it's very unlikely that I'll go. Mm-hmm. But if I do go, it might not even be the same team. Regardless, it was very nice to actually uh, hang out with those people more. Even though it was a lot of work, it was always together. Mm-hmm. Right? And and it's nice. Like in the prep room that we say, like when we were prepping for, for the debate, it's nice to, to know how to make the points. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't really have an issue with. It was more like the presentation and stuff, which is... Like, if I didn't care about that, I wouldn't even go to many meetings anymore or put any effort. But I feel like that's important. And what was the atmosphere like? Was it like, did you find it stressful to come up with points on the spot? Look, a lot of people did. I feel like because of the, yeah, David just has to uh, turn on and off the camera. Same same thing as before. Yeah. So it was stressful. At some points, you had to be stressed. Otherwise, you would just take too long mm-hmm. to do something. But at the same time, if you have the right mindset, like we say all the time here, you if you want to, you don't need to be stressed. Like you just think, let me do this now. Let me do that now. Uh, one problem, One problem at a time. You won't be stressed. That's just uh, the truth of it. Like if you have emotion which is like just like what you're arguing for and you have to create points you go oh i'm gonna create points now now i'm gonna do uh i'm preemptive rebuttal so i'm gonna try to think of what they're gonna say and respond Mm -hmm. to it so you do one at a time Mm -hmm. if you do that you're not gonna get stressed but sometimes you have to yeah do you remember this actually where i I did debating once. Okay. Do you remember in ISGR, we had a day in like, for me, it was eighth grade. Okay. For you, it was ninth grade. Ninth grade. Uh, do you remember that we had like a debating day where we went into like the aula? Not with you guys. I don't remember that. Because I think it was with NYP as well. Okay. It was like a day okay, of explain. debating. Uh, it was... All right. Just for some context. Same school. We were in the same school. Yeah. And you were in the national section, international exactly. section. Exactly. Okay, keep going. So it was a day basically where we were debating and you had to come dressed up and stuff. And then uh, I think we had like, or it might have been during the afternoon and like, yeah, during the morning or something, we were preparing for the debate. And yeah, it was something like that. I think it was to raise awareness for something. I don't know. But it was like a whole day 
maybe it was two days and one day we did preparation i remember because we were mixed like classes we were with myp as well okay it was okay it, it was the whole school that did it anyway and then um we came up with like arguments and stuff and then uh, the next day we we're debating right we were in the aula and then it was basically the same thing that you know it was first second third speaker uh -huh. and then it was pretty much that you and the team had to come up with um arguments like on the spot and basically counter um the arguments right mm -hmm. um and i was I, or i wasn't one of the speakers but i saw like how stressful it was for some yeah. people i just saw them you know writing i can imagine if you're a slow writer or if you're thinking about it oh, a lot you can't do it's that. like you're it's no. like no way it's like what are you gonna say you know and then it's like okay i don't know is it one minute two minutes how much time do they have what to, to, to speak yeah eight eight, eight minutes eight you have okay. to speak for eight minutes do you have to yeah like if you speak for seven it's kind of all right, but you should go for eight. Wow. And if, you, was, okay. if you go for six, it's weak. Mm -hmm. So it, it depends, right? Okay. But you shouldn't lack time when you speak for eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I could speak all for All right, ten. because then it, they might have, like, modified the rules or something for us because it might have been easier. No, like they, one... they have many different sets oh, of okay, rules. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think it was shorter, but uh -huh. I don't remember. I'm 100%. I remember there was this girl in my team that went up. And uh, I think she started crying. <laughs> like after a while, oh, she no. just went up. And yeah, like it was it was just bad. It was really bad, you know. <laughs> she was super stressed out, and yeah, she didn't know back. what to say. And then she just started crying. Went off stage. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's all nice. That's all nice. So I think she definitely got stressed, you know, about it. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the mindset as well. Because if you're like, okay, I'll, I'll do this, no problem, you know, I'll just go up and talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, or debate for it, then, you know, I think you can, I think you don't need to, um, or I don't want to say need to start crying, but you know what I mean. No, you yeah. You know, you can avoid it. Yeah. Again, it's good to be in that situation, so you practice mm -hmm. for being in stressful mm -hmm. situations. I guess and these situations don't really happen in the debate club because it's more professional or mm. has similar situations what crying or like yeah or pretty uh, maybe much not getting on like stage like but, panic uh, attack or something just going off could stage. happen could happen yeah but could usually happen. you train for that mm -hmm. right yeah so like we did debates like almost every week before mm -hmm. but it was only like four or five times mm -hmm. so it, it wasn't that much so it really depends it depends on your mindset so you uh, sorry it's a good way to find how to cope with it mm -hmm. From your own self but yeah i was just gonna tell you there are many different types i heard of this type i don't i might butcher it mm. but it's like i think it's british parliament style and you have two speakers in each team mm. and you don't only debate the other team you debate your own teammate saying that's why my point is better than his point mm -hmm. or I their think, point yeah I, I think it was something to do with eyp by the way remember it was the eyp days remember no ninth grade <laughs> no i don't Anyway, I, yeah, I think it was called the EYP days. Okay. Then when you came to school, you got a bracelet with uh, where it said EYP. Okay, European, I might... you know, European Youth Parliament, you know? Ah, remember I, didn't that? Go, I didn't go to that. Oh, wow. I didn't okay. go to that. I remember because there <laughs> were come? people from my class that did. Oh, wasn't it the whole school? No. Okay, because I know... Maybe not me. I don't know. Okay, because I remember that there were some people from MYP uh -huh. or IHGR as well. So it was a little bit yeah. mixed. Okay. Um... 
Anyway, but I think that was the first debate for a lot of people. Uh huh. And another thing, I don't know, since it's um, since the speaker that goes up, they're representing one side, right? Mm-hmm. Your team. Yeah, of course. Um, or this happened on the EYP uh, days, you know, and uh, this girl who started crying as well um, in the beginning when she started talking. Uh, she kind of went against herself or against her team. Oh, yeah. She, they were good. debating about, like, feminism. And then uh-huh. she was like, yeah, feminism is only for women. <laughs> Something like that. Oh. And everybody's like, ooh. You know? <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, that can happen. You can, make, since, like, a, you can make a point and yeah. then the, the other team can say, hey, we have the same point. But this is why our point makes more sense to our side. Yeah, but if you say something like that, you're pretty much representing your team and you're... It looks really bad for the whole team. Can I give you an example? Yeah, go ahead. One of the motions there was uh, like this house would give two votes to um, people of eligible voting age Mm -hmm. under 30. Mm -hmm. So like if you were between 18 and 30, you would get two votes instead of one. Like your vote would be worth two. Okay. Okay. So... They were saying that's more democratic because it makes people more equal, right? Because they have less of a say. And then I just went up there and said, no, democracy is about the will of the majority. How are you taking a minority, giving them more say? How is that democratic to people over 30? Mm -hmm. So we had the same democratic point, but our side kind of made more sense. Or or we we made it make more sense. That's the thing. Because we had another debate. It was similar, but it could be one-sided, but the other team just did a much better job and they won. Because, I mean, honestly, if you come with a point like, for example, feminism is only for women, uh-huh. I mean, you can pretty much roast that team. Like, yeah, based on that yeah, point, you you're, can. Is, is it, it's pretty much over, no? Yeah, it, it really depends on the, on the motion and how you actually do it. Mm. But is it is it is it something that happens that they mess up for yeah, like the yeah, team like a lot? Yeah, but the worst thing you can do is when they mess up and you don't call them out, because mm-hmm. then you lose points yourself because you didn't uh, realize they messed up. Mm-hmm. If you re- uh, if you see they messed up, you have to point it out. You mm-hmm. have to say no. That's not in- that's not consistent. Yeah, but just to finish off, I I just wanted to say like how why I actually joined. And I joined because not only public speaking, but also because of th- this argument thing. So I, I feel like it's very useful for us to to really nail it down when it comes to making your argument, making your point, and how that actually can help in business and whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it your, your time to go? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll let you go. Okay. I feel like that's a good segue. Segue, sorry. For the next part. Okay. Uh, I want to make a new segment. I didn't even tell you about this. I put this in the topics list, but okay. it's a uh, segment that, I, I mean, we've, I've done it before. I just haven't formally said it, but I'll do it either way. Books mm-hmm. and like current books whatever you're reading or if you're reading something or if you read something and you want to bring it up. Do you have anything? I mean, I do, but I just want to know from your side. 
anything you've read i mean listen to if you if you yeah i don't usually read i listen to audiobooks and yeah, stuff yeah me too me too but recently i haven't read anything that's that i would like to bring up okay no not really okay so you remember that discussion that we had with daniel and casper mm -hmm. that one day it was uh, episode 5 mm -hmm. by the way guys check it out good episode so I, By the way, side note, what would be cool for a future episode yeah. if we both listen to a book that we've never listened before and then reflect upon that. Yeah, so, so that's the idea behind the, the segment. Mm -hmm. I, th I feel like we can do that. And I want to talk about some, like quickly, some ideas that, that we can have uh, for the podcast mm -hmm. next time. All right. But for this, uh, I'm listening to a book. It's called Basic Economics by mm -hmm. this guy called Thomas Sowell. And... This is like Daniel's a super fan of him and stuff, but it's actually a really good book. It's a, it's an economic book, economics book, sorry. But it's uh, it has no jargon, very basic language, no diagrams, nothing, and anyone can understand. But it's very, well, it's still complex in the sense that it explains to you what economics is about. Uh, many people might say it's one-sided because it really argues for Daniel's side in that point, like less regulation and all. But at the same time, the, the arguments that the guy brings up and the evidence, it makes so much sense uh, for what, what he says. Like, I, I haven't read the whole book. I'm like halfway through. But it's very interesting. Even, even if you don't agree with this, it's interesting if you just start listening to it. Look, I'll give you an example. He talks about how um, prices mm -hmm. should set the... Yeah, market prices should be what sets prices of goods. Okay? And he, he argues for that because if the state sets the, the price for goods, then they are not going to be able to account for all the variables that prices do. Mm -hmm. Why? Because prices, uh, if you're an individual, you make your own decisions. You say, I'm going to buy that and I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to demand that guitar more than the shirt, uh, uh, more than the other guitar, because that's cheaper and mm -hmm. the same quality. So there's going to be more demand for that guitar, right? But the, the government doesn't know all the variables that go into that or or everything that you're thinking about as an individual, and then combination of all individuals. Of course, I'm uh, this, I'm paraphrasing all of it. Mm -hmm. It's just an example, but it's very interesting how he argues for how prices should set, uh, like how the market should actually set the prices. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Kind of. I mean, I I wasn't very good at when you mean market, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean. Supply and demand. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. But sometimes people say, "Oh, yeah, you should uh, put regulations there to um, to move it." But at the same time, if you do that, you mess up with other stuff. Look, it's not like I know everything here, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know far from it. I, yeah, I feel like it's interesting. Though. I don't know a lot about economics, no. but I'd love to learn about it. I might read or listen to that book yeah. if you recommend it. I do. 
um but it makes sense but i haven't heard like the other side no other yeah exactly. alternatives exactly. so that's why i'm kind of like it's just an example it's the, the one from the top of my head i mean that's yeah it I makes got. sense you know but i don't know there might be other alternatives you know so i get it yeah to make a decision if it's good or bad i'm not the person to do that. no of course not but uh yeah me either but it makes sense it does yeah so i feel like it's interesting uh i just wanted to bring it up of course, uh, a couple weeks ago, I brought up the Emotional Intelligence. Great book. I recommend it as well. Crushing It, Gary Vee. I read the first one, not the second one, though. Crush It. Yeah, Crush It yeah. might be. Yeah, Yeah, Crush It is the first one. And then Crushing, Crushing It is the second, second. one. I, I've only listened to Crushing It. Mm-hmm. Great book as well. But yeah, uh, I want to keep it going. So like, if we can get some books, you, you don't have to read the whole book. But like, if you get some ideas, then you bring it up. Of course, my read ask, uh, uh, basic guests. economics. Basic economics, recommended as well. Uh, of course, as everything, like the other books, take it with a grain of salt. But it's it's nice. It's nice to to get those perspectives. In. What does Daniel think about the book, by the way? Oh, he loves it. Yeah, like he. It was well, from what I got, it was one of the first books he he read exclusively about the about economics and explaining it and he just thought it made so much sense and like i'm i agree like from what i've heard until now it just makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah uh but he's also read like i think he's read the the communist manifesto and like uh, these other books from the other side okay yeah. and he still believes that Th- this is something interesting as well i i just wanted to mention it when you do go for books that are against what you believe in, just like we were talking about in debate, that's even more valuable because this way you can know what you don't agree with. You don't, uh, you don't just go for what you agree with. It's, it has to do with confirmation bias. Do you know what that is? No. It's when you only seek uh, what confirms your belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I mean, I like reading both sides, you know, yeah. to see both sides of the argument. For example, um, I read um, a, a book. I, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called like the Soviet Union. Okay. It was basically, it was my grandma's like friend's book or they had it like laying in the house uh-huh. because that that's in Hungary, right? And Hungary was, um, was you know, it was a, like, a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. During like the Second World War, Russia uh-huh. was there and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it was communism, uh-huh. you know. Uh, so basically, it's a communist book. Mm-hmm. And um, for it. Yeah, basically for it. And it's about the Soviet Union and how great it is and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's actually pretty fun reading it because uh-huh. it's totally different from what we read. Um, so yeah, that was just an example to. How yeah. I like reading like both sides or at least knowing about the other side of the argument, like what they think, what they believe yeah. in. Because if you... Sorry. Yeah, I'm a bit sick. But if you only know one side, you, you can never really argue against the other side because you don't know what, what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's the same thing in debate. If you don't know... Uh, if you didn't listen to their points, there's no way you can rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Right, you can try to think of what they're gonna say, but you're never gonna be sure what exactly they said. Well, to finish off, Do I you want to f- finish off with the cyber truck. Yes, yes, right. exactly. I want to talk about the cyber truck. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's what do you think? Because I, you asked me before, 
I didn't tell you just because I wanted to talk about it here. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what so, do you think about the Cybertruck? Cyber Tesla. Truck. Tesla. Elon Musk. <laughs> yes. Um, it's different. It's different. So yeah, everyone's Very different. Uh-huh. Um, it looks kind of weird. Okay. Um, since, for example, if you take uh, Volvo, for example, mm -hmm. um, you see that they are... Or, for example, like the Cybertruck, it's very, like, edgy. It has an edgy look, you know? It's very... It's very different. Straight lines. If, yeah, exactly. If you compare it to, you know, for example, Volvo, there are not a lot of like straight lines. They're more no, like, no, it's curved. Yeah, it's more curved. And it's like, you know, like the memes, like you uh -huh. drive with a ruler and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> give, give a third grader a ruler. That's what it does. <laughs> no, but um, it, it's very different. And different is not always bad. Uh -huh. For example, 2006, seven, okay. five, when the first iPhone got released. Seven. Seven? Seven. 2007. Um, everybody was like, oh, that's super, it's, you know, it's weird. It's weird, but it, it was, was revolutionary. Yeah. It was different. It was. And, you know, now. Yeah, think different, right? Yeah, exactly. This might be, this might be the new, you know, iPhone, <laughs> if you know what I mean. The Maybe. new car. You never know. It's different for now. And a lot of people agree with that. Uh -huh. It looks kind of weird. But this might be. You know, the future, this might be how cars look in the future. You never know. It might. Look, I feel like they had to do something very different. Mm -hmm. Because they actually had a monologue, I heard, in the beginning of the, the show. Just talking about how every car looks like the F-150. Mm -hmm. The Ford. Yeah. Every pickup. Pickup truck. And I feel like if they didn't do something that different, it would have just been the same. Mm -hmm. So... The fact that they took that risk, I feel like that's very noble, mm -hmm. first of all. And second, I feel like it could go well in the market. Because mm -hmm. it looks kind of military and kind of like... Why do you think they did something so weird, so special in the design? Differentiation. Because it's all about that. If you have something that's the same as something, uh, someone else's product... And but that person has more loyalty. Loyalty. You're not gonna get more demand. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna get a bigger piece of the pie. You have to do something different. And usually, what Tesla does is that they have electric cars, mm -hmm. and the fact that they're fully electric gives them more demand because it's more environmentally friendly. It's a more high tech. All of that. That's all different from other cars, but. If you're talking about a market that maybe doesn't care as much about that or doesn't believe in cli uh, climate change or whatever mm -hmm. it is, they won't care if it's just another F-150 with a battery. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the same car. So just, just because of that, they had to change it. They had to make it different. You know what I think regarding the market? What? It's free advertisement. If you think about it. Yeah. Look how look how like different it is. Yeah. Even the people who hate it, they they talk about it. They it's it's like an ad, right? They're, exactly. Oh. Sorry, that's my phone. Um, Keep going. They're talking about it, you know. And even though they don't like it, they talk about how bad it is, you know. <laughs> so it is advertisement in a way. And if you look at all the memes and stuff, yeah. I mean, everybody knows about it. It's it's that's intentional as well. Yeah. If they did something that was different but not too different, then it would have been a little too conservative 
and maybe they wouldn't get that much Yeah, if traction. we take an example, for example, let's an say example for Volvo example. Um, announces a new car. Yeah. Like, it's always Volvo the, with you, right? Yeah. Let's <laughs> say, uh, you know, like the XC40. Okay. It wasn't like a bunch of me. It's like, whoa, look at this XC40. No, you know? no. But, but it was, it was kind of a, it was a little bit different, but it's still a regular car, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's like, there weren't a bunch of memes about it and stuff. No. You know, but Cybertruck, since it's, it looks so different and it looks so weird, basically, um, compared to the other cars uh-huh. we have nowadays, is, so basically it's free advertisement for them. I feel like this is one of the, this has to do with one of the, these big pillars that I think about sometimes. And that one is, oh, sorry. <coughs> change. Change. What do I mean by change? When we have something that's a big change, like the iPhone you said, smartphones from TVs, radio to TV, uh, newspapers to radio, whatever, if we're talking about news. All of that is scary because we are used to the status quo. We're used to the norm, whatever it feels normal because that's easier to grasp. It's easier. It's less mental uh, exhaustion because you don't have to think about it. You already know what to do, right? When there is change, it, it promotes, quote, bad behavior just uh, or like towards it just because it's new right but that's not necessarily a bad thing it could feel like a bad thing because uh because of human nature but because it is still innovation it's necessary mm-hmm. it's necessary for us to change and change is good because it leads to innovation i feel like i'm just going in a circle but I think you get my point, mm-hmm. right? If we don't have change, we're going to be stuck in the same mm-hmm. plateau. Yeah, I agree. I agree. By the way, this pre-order thing. Yeah. $100, how, right? Yeah. To, for, they have like 220,000 pre-orders? Uh, yeah, 200,000 or something. Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I think. a big number for $100. What, what do you think uh, is the reasoning behind that? Well, what do you mean? Like, like why did they put it at $100? Look, I feel like, I don't know why 100 specifically, mm-hmm. but if it was like less than 100, maybe people would uh, would just buy it and then not want it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it, if it's more than 100, people might complain, oh yeah, it's too much money. Mm-hmm. But it, I guess it's more of an arbitrary number. Yeah, but I don't know. How, like, how is it possible that you can pre-order a car for $100? How is you think it? it's too low? Yeah. How are they, like, what's, I don't know. How are they going to I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, like, it's not guess? like they're going to pay for it, but sometimes you pre-order stuff. Well, sometimes you pay the full price, mm-hmm. but I've heard of just pre-ordering something for free. Mm-hmm. Just say, yeah, or well, sometimes you pre-order something for like a lot of money and you get a refund, like for the rest. Yeah. But the that one, the $100, it, it is refundable, so. Yeah, I actually heard uh, it was like a highlight, or not a highlight, but a video, you know, Unbox Therapy. Yeah. Lou. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a second, ch- or he has a second channel. Lou Later, is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's the podcast one. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, and it's with this other dude, Ryan, I think it's called, or something like that. Anyway, Ryan? doesn't I, matter. I um, 
And there he basically was talking about this, you know, how can you order a Cybertruck for $100? You know, it's fully uh -huh. refundable. And he was thinking about, it's like, okay, why is it actually 100 And as you said, if it would be under, it's like kind of, a, it's like unserious. You know, there's not a, you know... But if it's over 100, you know, 1,000, it takes too much time to think about, you know, $1,000, yeah. do I really need a Cybertruck, you know, whatever. But $100, it's it's in the middle. It's like, okay, I'll put $100, you know, I'm into game. And I mean, yeah. honestly, if you, this is what he said as well, that if you get an email saying, okay, thank you for pre-ordering the Cybertruck, can you have more fun for $100? Like, yeah. honestly, if you get that email, I mean, that's worth $100. <laughs> oh, come on. You just order yeah. a Cybertruck. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you Order ordered confirmation. it. Yeah. Sure. That must be hilarious to get that email. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's great. But it, I feel like it's great. It's just like when Elon did the, um, the flamethrower one. It's just great advertisement. Mm -hmm. And it comes from like a good place as well. So I love it. I feel like uh, it's a great example yeah, to It's a smart follow. thing to do as well. Yeah, definitely. All right. Anything else? No, I no? don't have anything else to add, actually. All right, great. Okay, so uh, we're just doing a short episode this time, but uh, we are, from feedback that I've, I've been receiving, and David as well, we're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter, the episodes, maybe under 45, but this should be more chewable, I guess, palpable. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to put this, but uh, we'll see. Well, we're trying to... Um, just to quickly talk about what we're doing for the podcast, uh, I'm trying to work on getting highlights more. So we're uh, we're gonna be working on Instagram feeds and maybe even another channel or more videos in this channel. And maybe I didn't even mention it to you, but I want to try to get, uh, of course, at least one episode a week, but maybe even a bonus one. So for those who listened until this point. Maybe, okay? Maybe. But now you know. A bonus video that would film probably in the same day, but uh, release it midway through the week around the same uh, length as well. But of course, when we have guests, I'm not gonna, we're not going to cut the, the time that short or anything like that. We're just going to keep it going. All right. That's been us. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Catch I'll see you next time. Next time.